Hello, this is Brian McLean, and welcome to Our Story with God, episode 42, Ministry of Reconciliation. Now, a lot of my reading as I've grown up, due in large part to uh, some really amazing influence of some godly business mentors, uh, has been around the focus of success. And a lot of self-help and uh, success authors and speakers focus on what they call the why. Anytime that you do something that's worthwhile, you really have to begin with the end in mind. What is the purpose? What is the reason behind what I am doing? When you have a clearly established why, the how becomes much easier uh, and the what becomes much less mundane. It becomes, uh, you know, if you're simply laying bricks, that's one thing. But if you're building a grand cathedral, that's a different thing altogether. So you have to understand what is your why. For the Apostle Paul, he very clearly understood what was his why. And he brings it up in 2 Corinthians 5, which is where we're going to be uh, spending a lot of our, our time today. Uh, in verse 11, he says, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. His why was centered entirely, entirely around knowing the Lord. Now, Paul's third journey, uh, you know, we, we looked at the first two journeys. The first one, we, we really focused on Barnabas and the encouragement that he brought uh, to Paul. Uh, the second one, we really looked at the, the situation of pain and suffering that come with the actual living of uh, the Christian walk. Uh, doing what you're supposed to do does not exempt you from trials. And so today, uh, Paul's third journey kind of it goes through a lot of the same churches and he spends some time uh, and really develops some of the churches that he has started. Uh, and then at the end of his journey, he winds up in Jerusalem again. And while he's there, he is unfairly attacked and imprisoned. Uh, so the book of Acts uh, records that Paul actually gives a defense. Um, he, he gives this defense to the mob that attacks him, as well as to the Roman authorities who are trying him. His defense is nothing more than his testimony. He simply shares what he believes, where he came from, and why he is convinced that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. And that everything he had been doing was based on the faith that he had that God's promise to his fathers and his forefathers had been completed, had been realized in the person of Jesus. Uh, more often than not, the Roman authorities that heard him were interested in what he has to say. And none of them really appeared to believe that he deserved any specific punishment. Uh, but the determination of the Jewish leaders who wanted him condemned, uh, coupled with God's instruction that he should carry uh, got his word to Rome. Uh, you find that in Acts 23. Paul appeals his case to Caesar, which is a very Roman thing to do. If you're being tried, you can appeal directly to Caesar. Um, you know, Caesar obviously <laughs> had to hear a lot of cases, I suppose. So uh, the trip is, uh, it's a very harrowing trip. He gets shipwrecked. He ends up getting a serpent bite. Uh, soldiers uh, want to kill all the prisoners. And uh, so there, there's a lot of things that he has to, has to go through. Uh, but it was all uh, to, to reach this goal of Paul reaching and proclaiming Christ to as many people as possible. So uh, whether the imprisonment in Rome is when he died or whether that resulted in his release and he was 
later arrested a couple of years later, uh, and that's what led to his execution, uh, is, is a matter of conjecture. The book of Acts finishes, talks about him being kind of under house arrest in Rome, but it never really explains to us um, how he died. Church history records uh, that he was executed uh, by Rome, um, but we're not entirely sure the timeline. Uh, and so, you know, scholars debate about these things, but for our purposes, uh, it is important to note that Paul handled his time in prison and in chains in much the same way he handled the rest of his life. Uh, and that was to teach people and expand the influence of Christ. And it's to our benefit that he did because he did this through letters more often than not. Uh, he wrote letters. Many other Christian leaders at the time were writing letters as well. Uh, and so we will be spending some time analyzing what it is that they were telling us, uh, sometimes encouraging, sometimes uh, chiding and correcting bad behavior, sometimes instruction on God's purpose after he becomes in charge of our lives. Uh, and so, you know, 2,000 years of these documents helping Christians, it, it does well for us to learn what they had to say. So again, focusing on the why, uh, how we recognize God impacts everything about the way that we live. And so uh, if you look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5.15, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Uh, so there was a famous minister. Uh, his name was Russell Conwell. And Russell Conwell uh, was involved in the Civil War. Uh, and there was a young man named John Ring who actually gave his life in selfless service to Conwell. And Conwell promised to live the remainder of his life as, well, as if it were his as well as John Ring's. Uh, and among the things that Russell Conwell accomplished in his life, he founded and presided over Temple University. Uh, he wrote uh, and delivered the famous Acres of Diamonds lecture. Uh, and he was also a highly acclaimed pastor of uh, Philadelphia's Baptist Temple. And so he accomplished much because he felt as, he was, as if he was living for someone else. Uh, in 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 19, um, all of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So if you remember back to Pecado, like we talked about in, in lesson two, that was the reason that the relationship between God and humanity was broken. And now God has taken very extreme measures to reach humankind again. And Paul recognizes that is this ministry that has been given to him. Christ has died fulfilling this ministry. And Christ gave this ministry to each one of us. So in light of that, what is our response? We get entrusted with this incredible task we get the message of the healed bond that Jesus provided between us and God. It isn't, tell, it isn't to tell righteous people to keep working a bit harder to do better. Uh, it's a call to heal what is broken. 2 Corinthians 5.20, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ. Be reconciled 
to God. Now that is what I call a very important why. So take a moment and study the word. Read the beginning of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. Uh, note the benefits. Note what it is really like. Note what Paul says about what is our home. Uh, and something to think about. How does this passage compare with the view that God is sort of a, a gotcha God, where he's always trying to catch us doing what's wrong, or the view that God is somehow unapproachable in his holiness. I've heard both of those views, uh, and this passage right here does as good a job as anything of disproving those. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, I know we're coming up. We only have 10 weeks to go. Uh, it's very exciting, so uh, definitely keep tuning in. Uh, next week, we're going to look at the, chap uh, the book of 1 Corinthians and learn how to act like a church. Keep your comments coming in. Love hearing from you.